Hey everyone, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to a new Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Alonzo Richardson, and this is a Bible study podcast to help enrich your life. I pray everyone is doing well, um, despite of what's going on around us with the COVID-19. Um, I do continue to pray for those that are, well, everyone is being impacted. Let's just say, say that everyone is being impacted. And I definitely want to pray for those that have um, been impacted by, you know, who whoever got the illness. Just pray for healing in their bodies uh, right now in the name of Jesus. And then also pray for those that have lost people uh, during this time. Um, just pray for peace and comfort um, for those individuals during these times. And then also pray for those that have been hit um, by the economy of this, you know, the, uh, the economy aspect of this. Um, just pray for those that God will supply uh, their needs uh, according to his riches and glory. I also want to give a shout out and also that I'm praying for those that are on the front line right now, whether they're nurse, they are nurses or doctors or even people that's working at the store. I just want to let them know that I am definitely praying for you all. Uh, despite working in these conditions, I am definitely in prayer for you all. Look, I am, uh, very excited about this episode. Um, this is episode number four, for those that don't know. And I also want to welcome those that are new listeners to this podcast. And like I said from the beginning of this episode, this is a Bible study podcast, which we will go into, uh, going to deep into the Bible, going deep into the Bible and we want to get the the right uh, perspective, get the right teaching from the Bible so that we can apply this to our everyday life. So without any further ado, let's go into this episode. Uh, this episode, like I said, episode number four, and we will, t- and we will be talking about faith. Um, the title of this episode is faith. Does it really work? Faith. Does it really, really work? So the verse we got to look into, uh, today, a couple of verses we got to look into today is Hebrews chapter 11 verses one through three. And then we got to jump down to first six. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. And then we're going to jump down to verse 6. And of course, I'll be reading um, different versions. And uh, which version I'm going to read today? I'm going to read. I will be reading the NLT version. Okay. And then also, I'm going to be reading the King James Version. Okay. So, just want to, I want to start with the King James, get the original context and kind of flow 
into uh, the um, more easier versions, I should say. I don't know if that's the right words to say, but kind of the more easier versions uh, for us to understand it better. Okay, so let's get to reading. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, and starting in verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And we're going to jump down to verse 6 and it reads but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to god must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him and i will read one more the nlt version which is a version i like to read also and it reads faith shows the reality of what we hope for it is the evidence of things we cannot see through their faith the people in days of old earned a good reputation by faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen and jump down to verse 6 and say, it, it, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Now, kind of break it down a little bit. They say, basically, faith is putting your whole trust in God. You're fully surrendering uh, your will to God. That means, you know, we have to um, take ourselves out of, um, how can I say, we us trying to do, make things happen, okay? And with us trying to make things happen, you know, we, sh we should put some work into it, but to totally, fully depend thinking that we are making the opportunities and we're opening the doors, you know, that's a lot on us. Instead, we should be, we should be putting our full trust in God. Yes, we still are working towards that, but we're still putting our full trust in God because God knows what's best for the situation. And then faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Basically, it's saying that although we may not see the promise now, right in front of us, but we are believing that the promise is coming. The promise is already done in Jesus. We're believing that, yeah, we, we, may, we may not see with our natural eyes right now, but we are believing that the, the promise that we're, that's been given to us 
and the things that we are praying for, that it is, it has come to pass. It will come to pass. It will come to pass. Even, uh, you know, with the song Waymaker, you know, um, one of the parts of the song is say, even when I don't see it, God's working. Even when I don't feel it, God's working. He never stops working. So with our faith, us praying to God, us putting our faith in action and trusting God with the process, we're believing that what we're praying for and what we have, what has been promised to us will come to pass. It's not going to be how we imagine, though. Yeah, sometimes we have to go through the journey. You know, sometimes we're going to fail in our journey. Sometimes the ways we're trying to go may not always work. Instead of putting our trust in God. That's what I mean from the earlier statement. You know, when we try to work things out fully ourselves, it's not going to work. But once we put our trust in God, that he knows the ways to uh, um, for us to get our blessing. He he wants to direct us in ways uh, to to receive the promise. And I know sometimes even with this COVID-19, people feel it as if there's no light at the end of the tunnel. You know, there's no hope, you know, that we're going to recover or, or, you know, I don't see a positive outcome out of this. Yeah, what we're seeing right now does not look good. You know, people are dying, our loved ones dying and our loved ones getting sick. But we had to we had to put our faith in God, you know, sometimes, yeah, our loved ones don't make it and i don't want to be insistent on that but if we believe now if we believe but if our loved ones do believe in god that believe in jesus christ they're receiving their reward earlier than us you know it may not be the results that we want you know of course we want our family members here you know we don't want our family members to go away you know and and it's it's hard thing to, it's a hard pill to swallow, but if we trust in God, we may not understand it, but we have to believe in God that He knows what's best for the situation. You know, even on the other on the flip side, people that are still uh, dealing with the sickness but recovered, and believe in God for the for recovery. That's something we should praise God for, you know. So in this walk of faith, you know, it may not always um, be the results we want, but God knows something we have to realize that we put our faith in God. God knows what's best for the situation. And it sounds easier. It sounds easier than to do. 
a lot of people would say, well, you're crazy if you're believing in someone or something that you don't see. Right. Okay. Well, I'll give them this, you know, and I'm kind of going ahead of myself a little bit, but I would rather take a risk and believe in God than not taking a risk and don't believe him at all. Um, I can speak personally in my life that the things God has done for me and the many ways and doors he opened for me and give me not just the, the material things, you know, material things are nice and all, you know, but also give me a peace of mind. Also giving me wisdom and understanding about things that happened in my life, you know, and I would rather take that risk than to not take the risk and just don't believe at all. Faith, faith is a, um, a risk taker. How I, I say it like that. It's a risk taker, but I know as the title said, does it really work? It does work. If you put your full trust in him and you have to put your full belief in him also. And, you know, some people go call you crazy. Some people would not believe you. A lot of people won't believe you. But if you stick with God, if you put your trust in God, you will benefit big time in what you're trying to pursue pursue and 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 what you're trying to go for in your life you know this faith walk is 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 is, uh, is tested in uncomfortable situations your faith will be tested in uncomfortable situations you know yes it's easy to have faith when everything is go great when everything is all peachy and all nice and flowery and lilies in the field and bright sunny days it's easy to have faith then it's easy but what will your faith look like when trouble comes your way what will your faith look like when Pandemics like COVID-19 comes your way and then your job getting taken away and you're trying to figure out how, you know, we got to get food. How are we going to get clothes? How are we going to get all these things? And this pandemic is hitting us hard, you know, and I understand some people have to see they must see things to believe. I get that. You know, they had to see things happening um in order to believe. Um but I want to kind of direct you to a story in the Bible. And of course if if I get it wrong, y'all, please don't uh charge my heart, you know, charge my head, okay? Um this of course after when Jesus died, 
and one of the disciples named Thomas. And I encourage you all to look the story up when you have free time. Okay. And kind of paraphrasing. Um, this is after Jesus has risen from the dead. And the two Marys, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Mary Magdalene, went to the tomb and saw that Jesus has risen. And and made, actually made contact, actually saw Jesus. And after he told them to tell everyone that he has risen, he has risen. Then they both ran and told the disciples. And one of the disciples named Thomas, um, like I said, paraphrasing, saying, you know, basically, I'm not going to believe until I see Jesus for myself. So after Jesus uh, came to the disciples and Thomas saw him, Jesus showed his hands he showed him the scars to his side and his feet and told Thomas, you know, since you saw me, great, now you believe. Okay, cool. But he also said, blessed are those that did not see me and believe. And you say that again. He said, blessed are those that did not see me and believe. So there are benefits for us to believe in Christ. Now, kind of break this verse down a little bit more. Now, what's the definition of hope, you can ask? Hope is, hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Uh, Christian hope is a confident expectation we have faith that God have the answers and solutions to the problems and can fix the problems. Okay. Hope is expecting something to happen. Now you can go positive and then go negative. You know, with the positive, you're expecting something great to happen on the other side of the situation you're going through. And then on the negative, you're expecting something to fail. So if you're putting, you're bringing a, uh, um, a negative perspective to the situation, then of course the thing that you're, uh, going into is going to fail. Okay. But if we believe in God and we believe that God, uh, uh can fix things and, Put things into perspective and, and bless us on the other side of the situation we're going through. We need to have to bring it, bring a positive influence. We need to bring a positive uh, perspective into uh, the situation. Now, is is the the situations always going to be easy? No. I would never, I would definitely not give you that, uh, false advertisement, as I would say, um, of the Christian life. Because if you're a Christian, you're gonna go through things. You're gonna go through things in life. And, you know, and, you know, unfortunately for many new believers, they come expecting that 
Well, since I now believe in Jesus, all these things is going to happen all in one time. Not really. Okay. Everything's not going to come all at one time. Everything's not going to be easy for us. Okay. Just give you, giving you the real. Okay. But that's why we have to put our full trust in God that he knows what's best for the situation. He knows what's best for the situation. It's not all. And look, one thing I've noticed in my life is the things, you know, God has a purpose for us in life. Okay. God has a purpose for us in our, in, in our lives. And first it's supposed to give him glory, honor, and praise. Supposed to give him the glory. Okay. And which we're going to go into a little bit later, you know, we have to do continually seek him, diligently seek him, you know, diligently seek what his purpose is in our life. And once we fulfill his purpose and he will also bless us, uh, in our lives and the things that we're striving for and not just bless us, but also bless others with our story, with our testimony and, and tell them our faith story and tell them that our experience about of on on fully trusting God we can tell our testimony to those that don't believe to those that need that to those that are on the verge of of giving their life to Christ we need to tell our testimony of faith cuz we know we know as believers in Christ that faith works okay faith works in our lives and then of course you and with that okay you of course we got to encounter people on so if god is so good why does bad things happen to good people or why does bad things happen in general you know why do he allow um this pandemic to happen or why does uh things happen you know and i and for some you can't either way either answer you we give them about their situations because some are have deep personal um issues that they deal with and sometimes we we may not know the answers to their personal situation. You know, I don't want to think I'm the smartest guy in the room, whatever, you know. But sometimes it's best for us not to answer on their personal issues on why this happened to them or why, you know, it, it can get icky, you know. But... We can answer on a general uh, perspective, okay? First, you know, we have to recognize that this world is sinful. This world is wicked, okay? We have to recognize that. And the things and the actions 
that was done to that person or, or a situation that happened to that person a lot of times is not of God. You know, if you think of the cruelest things that happen, I wouldn't say a lot of times. Let me switch that all the time. That is not of God. The negative things that happen to him. First, we have to recognize that is not of God. Because a lot of times people will use that situation. I'm not and I'm not trying to condemn those people. OK, but a lot of times they will use that situation to combine that with who God is. And we have to recognize God is a loving God. God is a gracious God. He loves his children. He don't want bad things to happen to his children. He don't want no bad things to happen to his children. But since we're living in this sinful world, you know, things, some things will happen to us, unfortunately. You know, like I said, I'm not trying to be insensitive on people situations. You know, some issues are, are very deep and I want to be cognizant. It's, it's just unfortunate that we're living in this wicked world and we don't want to. We just don't want to combine the, the bad actions that was done to who God is. And I'm also not condoning the bad actions that's been done to a person I want to read an article um, that's from focusonthefamily.com and one and one of the questions some of the questions they asked was how can I hold on to my faith in God when things go when things go wrong as a Christian I know that I'm supposed to give thanks in all things and look to the Lord for my daily needs yet I've been through some devastating experience over the past year how can i be thankful and trust god at a time like this and here's the response god hasn't promised us a rose garden not in this present world anyhow that's misguided idea has no place in the message of the christian gospel when life seems full of pain we need to remember what paul said to timothy about enduring hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We should also bear in mind a couple of very broad principles that are fundamental to the biblical worldview. First, we must never forget that we live in a fallen world. If things go wrong and trials beset us, this isn't a reflection on the power and geniusness of God's love. Nor does it necessarily imply that we have sinned against them or displeased them. It simply means that the world isn't what it's supposed to be. Genesis 3 tells the story of mankind's fall from grace. This fall marred the original design of God's creation in many ways. It separated us from our creator and our true nature. It caused us to rebel against him and engage in in denial and self-deception it affected our physical bodies bringing sickness and death into the world it threw a wrench in our relationships with one another it introduced pain and suffering in our lives 
because of this world in which we live today is not the world as God intended it to be. It is in very real it, I'm sorry, it is in very real sense a defective and abnormal world. The good news is that the Lord is not content to leave us there. This is the second thing we need to bear in mind. Our Father in heaven has a plan to fix the brokenness of the world and heal the pain in our personal lives. He loved us enough to send Jesus Christ, his son, to reverse the effects, the effects of the fall. Christ has come to reconcile us to God, to each other, and to our true, true human nature. Of course, the Bible never gives us any reason to suppose that these changes are going to take place overnight. On the contrary, it states very clearly that while we live in the flesh, we can expect to experience groanings within ourselves as we look forward to the final redemption of our body. Ultimately, a day is coming when there will be no more sickness, pain, or death, and when, and when he will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Meanwhile, there's nothing wrong with being honest about our pain and frustration. The men and women of the Bible understood this. David poured out his heart to God in Psalms. Job expressed deep anguish in the midst of, a, of incredible grief and suffering. Hannah complained loudly about her childlessness. If you're hurting, the Lord doesn't expect you to cover it up with a plastic smile. Tell him what you're thinking and feeling. He has promised never to leave you nor forsake you. He hears your prayers even in the dark times. When he seems absent and sight. That article really, um, really get, got my understanding clearly that we can't ne neglect our feelings. Okay. We do have feelings. We do feel, um, um, sadness and, and, and a lot of emotions, uh, when situations happen, you know, and Bible say you can be angry, but sin not. Okay, we we are emotional beings and we're going to have emotions and God wants to hear that, you know, us believing in, in God, putting our full trust in God means that God understands our pain. God understands where we're coming from because he came down here. God came in flesh, which is Jesus Christ. And can definitely feel our pain, and and definitely feel uh, uh, our disappointments. You know, that's why he came, cause he wants to feel what we feel, and also to fix what was broken in us. That's why is one of the main reasons that we have, why we should put our trust in God, cause he knows uh, what we're going through. He knows what you're going through. He he went through that himself. And that's just a big time benefit in trusting in God. I want to play a clip from Pastor Stephen Furtick of Elevation Church. And he is talking about the story of Elijah and his servant uh, concerning the perspective of faith. 
So Elisha's ministry, you have to remember, was a prophetic ministry. What's a prophetic ministry? It's not about telling the future. It's about seeing. It's about seeing. It's about seeing the invisible. Would you agree with me that one of the lessons God is trying to get us to learn right now, I'm sure there are many lessons that we'll understand because of what we're going through as a society, but would you agree with me that one of the lessons he's trying to get us to learn is that sometimes what we can't see is more important than what we can see? I mean, just even thinking about it like how I stood on the stage last week and preached and what was happening on the other side of what I could see was significant. And, and at the same time, the entire economy is rocking and reeling because of an invisible virus. And so the Bible started to get real to me when I thought about you know, scriptures that used to sound good, but now they make more sense. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness, principalities, rulers. What he's trying to say is that like, what we're fighting that we can see has to first be approached at the level that we can't see. And God is trying to show us some things today because watch this. Not only does he tell him, don't be afraid, and this is not coming from a man who has never had to face fear before. This is coming from a prophet who had to walk into a widow's house. If you want to do a Bible study this week, you know, if you just get tired of uh, what's that show that everybody on my staff is watching with the tigers? Tiger King. If you get tired of Tiger King, I'm, I'm going to be looking for a Netflix sponsorship check out of this. But if you get tired of watching that, read 2 Kings 4. Elisha, go, this is the same guy that said, don't be afraid to the servant when they were surrounded by the armies of Aram who came to lock him up because of what he could see. He had to walk into a woman's house who said, I'm about to go into debt. Uh, my, my husband is dead. I have nothing to pay it with. And, and, and I have nothing in my house at all except a little oil. Now, this prophet, Elisha, had the ability to see in a little bit what the woman could not see because she was looking through a different lens. A lot of us have thought of faith as being this way that we manipulate God, but now we find ourselves in a season where we can't control almost anything. We can't control what's open and what's closed. We can't control at some level what happens in foreign markets that affects us at home, what happens in foreign places. So in this season of what we can't control, we have to redefine faith, right? Because I thought, I thought faith was like a lever. Picture this. And like when we pull the lever, you know, have faith, give them a praise, <laughs> give them a praise. You know, when praises go up, blessings come down. It's like transactional, right? It's like jackpot, Jesus. It's like, yes, Lord. You know, like, I'm gonna pray my kid's gonna make straight A's. I'm gonna pray and I say, I'm gonna stop my headaches, gonna go away. I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna pray. But see, faith is not a lever, faith is a lens, a way of seeing your situation. And sometimes faith changes the situation. Sometimes faith changes the way you see the situation. Sometimes God changes it. Sometimes he changes me. But either way, even when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it, come on, you're supposed to say the line. Y'all are the worship team after all. 
especially when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it, especially when I don't feel it and when I don't know it. What do I do? Don't be afraid. So what the prophet told the woman in 2 Kings 4 is what he's practicing in 2 Kings 6. Some of us are getting to put into practice for ourselves what we preach to others. We preach about peace. We preach about God's power. Now we get to prove that what God showed us in the light is true in the darkness, that what God showed us on the mountain is true in the valley, that what God showed us the night before is still true the next morning. And when that woman went around to her neighbors and she got all these jars, right, and the oil started flowing, and the only limitation to what God could provide was her capacity to receive it. And that's still true. And so now Elisha knows that if this man's heart is filled with fear, he can't operate in faith. Because you can't be, you can't be strategic when you're scared. And so that's why it's so important what he says next, that we have a perspective. Put that in the chat. Perspective. This is a prayer for perspective. This is a prayer for perspective. I put it on Instagram the other day because the Lord told me that 2 Kings 6.17 is a prayer for perspective. Watch this. The servant was asking for protection. What do we do? God gave him perspective. What do you see? What do I do? Starts with what do you see? And if the enemy can keep you from seeing, if he can keep you from seeing the, the blessings, he can keep you stuck in a place of brokenness. If he can keep you from seeing the advantages or the opportunities, he can keep you running. That's, that's a very important thing is that when, you're, when your vision of who God is is obscured by what you're going through, something very small can block out something much bigger. All right. Thank you uh, for listening to that. Uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick, um, that's a hard act to follow right there. Okay, and I will be quick to uh, finish, so you guys have time to digest or or um, think about what he was saying. Okay, uh, one last thing we, before we leave, uh, before I leave you all on this episode, um, ways to activate your faith okay um of course the main thing for us to activate our faith is prayer us to have constant communication um with god us to and sometimes we may fall off but let's 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 try to get back on you know let's get back on talking with god let's get back to talking with god of how we feel in our situations you know Let's be honest with God in our situation. Let's be respectful, though. Let's not, you know what I'm saying, talk crazy to God. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> let's let's communicate with God. Let's communicate with God, first and foremost. And then also stay nourished in the Word. Stay diligently seeking uh, wisdom and knowledge into the Word of God. Stay in stay in the word. Stay getting build your muscle, build your faith muscle, you know, by reading the word of God. Build build your mind and, and you know, if you have even if it's just one verse, you know, 
Continue saying that verse. So when things happen in our lives, we can rely on that verse. It's, it can start with one verse. Then you start with two verses. You know, let's gradually uh, um, start kind of memorizing verses so it can help us uh, in our everyday life. And also, let's work towards things that we have faith for. You know, we ask and, you know, some of us are, a lot of us are jobless right now. Okay. And it will be nice if God would just give, give us a job from the sky. It'll be nice. That'd be lovely. Okay. But we have to put the work in, you know, yes, we should always pray to God first and foremost, but also let's be active in working our way. You know, let's put, you know, for the job, put resumes, put applications in, even search for jobs. Let's search for jobs. You know, let's think about what we want to do in our careers. You know, let's pursue the goals that we want to do. Okay. Also, let's put people around us that have the same, um, the same, have the same idea of faith. That have the same idea that first off that lives, uh, lives a Christian life that believes in God and believes in the word of God and have faith in God. We should surround ourselves with people like that. Cause if you don't, if you surround yourself with people that don't believe, then they got to feed that into you. They got to feed their unbelief into you. And you definitely don't want that. Another thing to remember is to be, let's be obedient to God. Let's be obedient to God. Uh, with, uh, when you read, I also suggest you go ahead and read Hebrews 11 while you're at it. Um, you will read people that had an encounter with God in uncomfortable situations, in the most uncomfortable situations, and their faith was tested. And one of the main things you would notice is uh, even in their falls, even in their uh, trials, they are obedient to God. They were obedient to God and God has blessed them um, um, and honor them uh, with their obedience. So let's be obedient to God. Another thing I want to say is let's remember the things God has done for us. We can, like I said, we can use our testimony uh, and our experience in having faith in God and assures us and that we know I'm not allowing other people to talk for me. I know that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or think through him, through Christ. And the last thing I want to um, uh, say uh, on before this episode ends is continue to build your faith. Continue to build your faith. So, you know, yes, when things do come, because trouble will come that your faith won't be rocked. Your faith won't be shaky. Um, so your faith, you know, yes, things do hit us and kind of, you know, kind of hit us for a little bit. We got to have our moment. But once we come to terms and we, and we realize that God is in control, 
God knows what's best. Even when I don't understand. Because we're not going to understand things when it happens. But God knows what's best. And I know that he will take care of me. And he will lead me uh, through this time of darkness. In Psalms 23 it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death. Why, be, why is that? Because I will fear no evil. Because God is with us. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. So we must put our full trust in God and continue to build our faith. Thank you all. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Um, if you haven't le- yet, uh, like, comment, subscribe, share this podcast, share this episode. Like I said, uh, from the previous episodes, we are on iTunes. No, I'm sorry. Apple Store. No, Apple Podcasts. Let me just switch that up. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Spotify. Google Podcasts. Uh, Google Play. YouTube. Podbean. Uh, give us a like. Give us a five-star review. Give me a um, good review. Yeah, a good review. Um, or, you know, if you don't like it, give me a bad review. That's fine. And, you know, I can... Um, I won't have to cry like a little boy. No, it's plain. But seriously, please comment. Please comment. And that would definitely help this show out. Um, and also in expanding with our topics, you know. So um, please do that. Please do that. Thank you all so much. Y'all have a blessed one. And y'all stay safe. Okay. God bless you.